If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. A nice fluffy brioche toasted bun on one hand. The real meat of the uh, shitty commentary in the middle. And then a nice crispy brioche bun on the other side so that we can make everybody feel good about standing up in front of people and burying their souls. Your first comedian, he's going to make you laugh. He's going to bear his soul. You guys should be excited right now. Get out your notebooks. It's Zach Pierce. Man, I ain't never scared of nothing, no shit. Pretty low thing, and I hope you not a thot, but you rolling no more. Is the mic on? Yeah, show. Monday night, joke workshop. Yep. Time to bomb. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we're all thinking it. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I think, uh, politics are interesting, you know what I mean? I, I'm on Facebook a lot, and I'm seeing, like, the left and the right, they're always bickering with each other, uh, on Facebook, but I think they need each other for, like, balance, the left and the right, because, like, if, like, one side just ruled the world, it would look like Mad Max Fury Road, you know? You need the balance. They both have their pros and cons, like... The left, I like them because they have, like, a warm, nurturing heart. They're like a sweet Jewish mother. I like them a lot. They're very sweet, you know? They're always out looking for the underdogs in the world, looking to protect them. But then, like, the right would think, like, you know, the left is, like, a little bit soft, you know what I mean? Like, the, maybe the left doesn't think there's any bad guys in the world. But, you know, that's not the case because there's some, there's some villains. Like, some people love murdering people the same way Paula Dean loves eating cupcakes. And, you know, that's why we need, like, the protective older brother of the right to come in and uh, kick some ass sometimes on the villains. But, you know, the right, you know, they're protective older brothers, so they're, they're kind of mean. And they have some racist tendencies. So that's my uneducated form on politics. Do not listen to any of that. <laughs> no education on this TED talk on politics. Uh, been doing comedy for two years now. Hard to tell. <laughs> Self-deprecation. It's uh, a must in comedy. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. If people think, like, it's, like, cool to be a comedian, I don't really, I don't really know. My experience of being a comedian has been, like, Moments of being good followed by miles of eating shit at a very high level. So I don't know if it's uh, too cool. Like I'm writing and performing songs that don't rhyme with funny parts in them sometimes, uh, depending on how it goes. I don't think that's uh, very much of like a, a bad boy. You know, like Dice Clay was like the bad boy. He's just doing poetry. I don't think that's very uh, badass. But, uh, you know, I want to be badass, and I try to be badass. I did uh, MMA training. I wanted to be a fighter. Uh, but when I was training, my main strength was getting injured. They called me Mr. Glass because I broke easy. Uh, you know, not a good uh, nickname. I was just, I'm prone to injury. I'm just very prone to injury. It was these, like, I did jiu-jitsu, and you have these, like, lion white belts who just take out their 9 to 5 and their wife issues on your neck. Freaking Mr. Glass over here. I don't know. I lifted weights. I'm squatting. I'm deadlifting. I'm benching. I'm eating a lot of protein, and I still look like the vegan Wolverine. 
I'm trying to evolve to Teen Wolf. And now I'm Lone Wolf in comedy. Self-deprecating comedy. Uh, that's all I had to work on for tonight, yeah. You say you get Golf claps, yay! golf claps. Yay, Zach Pierce, yay. There are microphones around you. You can say things. Hey, if you're going to mention Mr. Glass uh, and you're going to mention an M. Night Shyamalan, Laman, 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 you might as well, M. Night, you know, you might as well reference M. Night Shyamalan, Laman with the Mr. Glass and the, he's, you know, I mean, you're already kind of going there, so... If you're gonna reference him, you might as I think you might get more out of it by like calling reference to the movie itself and being a man made of glass. Yeah. Like set it up as like I want to be a superhero. I've been trying to do MMA, but they call me because you're invoking like the story. So yeah. you might as well invoke the story. Cool. I, I I really like the premise. I really liked it when you said that uh, this guy's taking out his. What did you say? The guy who beat you up? He, he was. He's taking out. Uh, his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really funny. Like he's channeling all his stress, so he's able to beat your ass super hard. You know, yeah. like uh, maybe it's like, <laughs> you know, maybe it's like he punched me in the face, like he, you know, like he had just had an argument with his wife, or like yeah. he punched me in the face, like his kids are failing math or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought of the second bit, the MMA bit, the strongest line in that was the take out my nine to five and wife issues on your neck, which I thought was just because it was like the most like succinct line. Um, the glass thing was funny, but you went by it really, really quickly. So you're like, uh, you're like, I'm really good at getting broken in MMA. Call me Mr. Glass because I break easy or something like that. Yeah. And I didn't know if like, uh, you went by that so quick, I couldn't tell where like the punchline was. Yeah. Which what line cause? is it? Oh, they called me, well, my main strength was getting injured. Like, yeah, I got, so. They called me Mr. Glass because I broke easy, like subtle. Okay. Is is that supposed to be like is Mr. Glass like a do they like give people weird MMA names like they do well, in they wrestling? Have nicknames like but they're usually like Bone Crusher, you know, like Oh. Like, and then it's just, okay. Like, Mr. Glass was my nickname. Okay. That might be just be something that I don't get cuz I don't watch MMA. Yeah, no, I didn't get that either I mean, actually. It, it so might even I, work if you just give two examples of like your teammates, you know, yeah. names and then like a, like two in front of me with like badass. Well, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could even use Bone Crusher and whatever and then me Mr. Glass or yeah. Paper machine. Right, there's the Time Marauder. There's the, you know, you come up with some fun names. The, because they get, they come up with weird shit, right? They're like the, the he's the the crusher, the the blender, the, whatever. Was the self-deprecating like recurring? Was that supposed to be a recurring tag, or was that just you talking out loud? That was just kind of something I've been thinking in like spur of the moment tag of just like how in comedy it's like you know people want to see you just like shit on yourself they no one wants to see you like come up here to be like everything's going well for me they want to see you be like i just got fired from my job. hey you know what makes you shit on yourself is that you're not using the microphone right now and no one can hear what you're saying on the radio that's my bad sorry yeah, i'm shitting on myself now we can again. hear you but, yay yeah. but that was like the way you were just talking right now yeah. it seemed like very authentic that's yeah how um, I feel. I, about that's it. a better bit. That, yeah. I think that's why the self-deprecation is the best out of what you said tonight because yeah. it's it actually seemed authentic and genuine. Like yeah. um, my 
the politics bit that you did in the beginning talking about in the right and the left yeah like it's a it's a great thought idea but um i kind of wanted to see like how it applied to you personally yeah i'm trying to figure out like my political opinion and where i lie on like the spectrum so i'm just like observing what i like and don't like about both sides and like what they're like both hypocritical of i guess just like what i see on facebook really i'm not i'm not reading any books you know what i mean like so you ascribe as someone with a neutral stance to i guess yeah if i had to label myself or what is like the middle like libertarian or something or independent something yeah i I don't know know. people don't like the middle they want you to i don't have an opinion i have no opinions I think I wish it's I definitely worth exploring because I think getting your exact angle on that situation could help yeah. angle it to make it uh, more like you could throw in more punches based off of what perspective you have. Listening to it, I wasn't sure what your angle was. I didn't have an angle. I was oh, just okay. hoping to ramble and something okay. would be funny. Because he's on the fence. Got it. Uh, I don't know which side to take. It, yeah, the political bit in the bit or in the in the beginning. Uh, you mentioned how it one side is kind of like a, a Jewish mom, and I thought you were going to go with a bit of how like uh, the left and the right are kind of like two different parents. Mm. Uh, maybe that would be a good angle, yeah. and you could just yeah. Actually, that's really great, Florentina. Like like your yeah. your parents are divorced, and you don't know which one to go to. You like like both of them equal. It's a way to frame the fence. Yeah, like, like I feel like an orphan child or something like that. I don't know. Or no, you, you're not. No, something. you're not an orphan because you yeah, have two parents. Yeah. And they just argue yeah. all the time. Exactly, and you could even. Because that way you can still agree a little bit with a parent like, oh, yeah, like Republicans are like my mom, you know, they'll find the clothes. But what the fuck do you know about cooking? I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Something along that more spectrum. creative analogy. And I would just be careful because I got confused. You kept saying left and right and left and right. Every other kind of word. Yeah. So if you talk about the left, then maybe like say your point about them and the right. Because I, yeah, I, I kind of got confused. I didn't know. I was confused, too. Okay. Okay. We're all confused. Clap wildly for oh, Zach thanks. Pierce. Yay! All right. Your next comedian. Keep up the good comments and dig out your notebooks for Raul. So everything's going great right now. Uh, I went to this concert last week in Oakland, and uh, it was really cool to be around like a young, hip, diverse group of people like that. I think it's one I wanted when I chose to move to Oakland. It was my first time being around a bunch of people that said the N-word all the time, but they were actually allowed to say it. And uh, I was standing in a crowd, and this girl knocked over my drink, and I was like, don't worry about it. It was empty anyway. She was like, no, let me get you a new one. And her and her friends disappeared. And they came back in like five minutes, but they didn't have a drink. They... uh, they surrounded me, there was three of them, and they started dancing in a very sexual manner, and I didn't know what to do, so I stood still for like 90 seconds, and they kept going, and I was like, wait, do they not know that I'm here right now? Is this like how a T-Rex can only see its prey if it's moving kind of a thing? And then they got closer, and I was like, oh shit, are they trying to rob me? <laughs> like They warned me about this when I moved to Oakland, and then uh, I didn't know what to do, so I stood there with my hands to my sides thinking, I don't know if this is consensual. I don't know if this is consensual. Until one of them like chose me and uh, she got very friendly, which I was into or whatever. And then uh, I was like, how do I mess this up? She, I think she's into me. And I was like, because uh, she was dancing. And I was like, 
we still have a good 45 to 50 minutes until the headliner comes on. Like, this is about to be very awkward for the both of us. I don't really know what your end game is right now. Uh, what are you trying to do? She's like, do you want to get out of here? I was like, no, I paid fucking $35 for these tickets. Like, what do you, what? That's the end of that story. Um, I used to work in San Mateo. San Mateo is not that very, not that interesting of a place. So you can imagine my surprise when I was going home one day and I took Caltrain, I walked on the train platform and I saw 30 like very threatening looking individuals. They had like face and neck tattoos. Uh, some of them were holding knives. And I saw that they were all wearing the same colored jacket, that it was a gang situation. But the thing is there were Asian dudes and Mexican dudes. Cause I get that there's Asian gangs. I get that there's Mexican gangs. I did not however realize that was a thing that could coexist together. As I walked past them, I was terrified and confused and oddly impressed at their open-mindedness. Guess that's more of a Bay Area thing. Uh, one of them had a camera around his neck. I saw that they were shooting a music video, a rap video, and immediately I got angry at how unprofessional the entire operation was going. Because the director had no control of the set whatsoever, clearly had no permits for this location. Random people were walking in and out of the shot. The star of the video was a bit too nonchalant for the collective aggression they were trying to portray. Because I mean, if you hire 30 gang members to star in your rap video, your demeanor can't be like, hey, we might murder you, but we might also just be loitering. I feel like you gotta pick a side and choose one. All right, I'm done, thank you. Just so everybody knows, when the horn happens, it means you have a minute. That's Do you okay. want to use the rest of your I'm minute? Done. That's okay. You're fine? Yeah. That's really funny. So um, I really liked the, the concert bit. Um, I think you have a really nice, um, the way you kind of set up your jokes, and your presentation, like you have a great voice. Um, when you said they started dancing in a sexual manner, um, I really think if you had done an act out, it would have sent it home because part of the whole premise was that they were doing all these dancing around you and we don't really know like how sexual it was. Okay. Um, and then I would probably cut to that punch like a lot sooner like she starts dancing and then she says you want to get out of here and you're like no bitch i paid 35 dollars instead of all the like headliner I didn't say bitch, but or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah i would uh i would agree with a lot of what she said like you definitely have a style of sort of being conversational um so i like how it has a conversational feel to it but I would just um, like identify like the specific laugh lines in that one and then like focus on those and then um, maybe trim around the parts that are not specifically laugh lines and then as far as the end for some reason when you were like nope like no <laughs> I don't know why I also thought it said bitch but uh, <laughs> you're like no like I, I paid $35 I just thought it'd be fun. I always like these stupid ironies. Like I thought it'd be funny if like the headliner was something that like the, you wouldn't expect from the story. It's like, no, like I paid thirty five dollars for Bette Midler. Like I'm not gonna go home or something. I don't know. I don't even think that's funny, but if you can just like say like someone. <laughs> yeah, you know, ninety eight degrees, whatever. Um, I also like your voice and uh, your styling. Okay, no, <laughs> uh, I like the the part about the girls surrounding you. I thought you were gonna go. Uh, for some reason, I was I kept fixating on the cup that she 
she hit and then there was no mention of it afterwards and I thought for sure you're gonna be like then they surrounded me and they put their cups on the floor and I hit it not knowing and they're like you owe us a drink like I thought maybe they would have like done what what you did to them or something um again that's not funny but uh, for me uh and then uh the one with the gangs you, you said like a Mexican there was like Mexicans and Asians and they were all in a gang oh wait hold on I'm sorry you know the 35 dollar thing because you said like no I pay 35 dollars like what if in retrospect you think like well I've I've paid more for sex before like that's not so that's not a bad thing for because she wanted to take you home right yeah but is this a real story I feel like you were bragging that was kind of cool though play on play on uh and but the gang thing uh I th what if you're look at the gang and you see like that there's Asians and Mexicans and you're like, holy shit, did the gang just get a CEO? Are they lowering up? Okay. I think I would, yeah, okay, here. What was the, the, we might be, or yeah, the lowering up punchline or whatever? Oh, I said loitering. Loitering up, or the, I don't know, I, I could have gotten auto-corrected on here, but it was like, hey, we might be murdering you, but we might also be lowering up or something? I said loitering. Loitering up. Oh, sorry. You said that. Yeah. You said loitering. Yeah. Loiter like hanging out somewhere. You're not... Be loitering up? Oh. Right. No, lo no. Like, <laughs> I, I, okay, I, I okay. Got they got to enunciate oh. a little bit better. Oh, oh, this, I, yeah. I what was that full line? I liked it. I like that. that we line. might murder you right now, or we might also just be loitering. I would reverse the order of those two. I think the murder is the funnier one. Like they might just be loitering. They might be murder. Well, actually, maybe because I remember when I heard that, I was like, the surprising one was in the middle of the statement. But that whole description was like it sounded like you'd rehearsed it. Like I, I don't know. It was very like. However, you do end up keeping it. I would keep it at that same cadence. Like don't add any ums or uhs or more in there. It was pretty succinct so loitering up isn't a thing i thought he was being funny because he was like instead of loitering up which is what people do when something bad happens to them, say up. he was <laughs> loitering oh no, no i was saying that would be funny if, if loitering up because there's an i'll just never do this joke again I, mean, <laughs> I like the joke but loitering but if you say loitering up you you have like a pun to loitering up and then it, your do joke people can not go know in what the word loitering means <laughs> is that the well, issue with no, no, I know what loitering is. It's hanging around, but sure. lo lawyers do that too. And lawyering up is when something bad yeah. happens and you get the money. Yeah. So it could be its own like accidental thing. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Sometimes, sometimes they hear what they want to hear. I used to be a poet, and I wrote a poem once about, and it had none, and I meant it N O N E, and everybody thought that I meant N U N. So everybody was thinking that I was doing this big like treatise on the Catholic Church as a poem, and really I was just being a stupid poet and like thinking none is zero, but they all thought none as in I was wearing a habit. I was talking about habits. Anyways, my point is that language, people, they hear things sometimes that they want to hear. Uh, your next comedian, he, he is concise and uh, very, very funny. You guys are going to love him right now. He also runs the setup every Saturday at 222 Hyde. Clap your hands wildly for Richard Sarvate. Why, why is you faking? No, you fake. I know you can't do it. And I know up, that you're taking charge. <sighs> Good to be here. So I saw these uh, judges standing outside a liquor store, and I was like, quit lawyering, guys. 
cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, feedback. Let's go. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I was thinking about this a lot. It's like dating is all about like what options you have. Like what, if you have too many options, no matter what, you're going to be unhappy. Like that's why I want less options. Like when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, it was g nice and easy, you know. Like Adam was like, okay, this woman, I don't know, she talks to snakes every once in a while. She's a little quirky. <sighs> Let's make it work. All right, less options, less picky. Um, so I used to work at Yahoo, and um, the company color is purple, and they used to have purple urinal cakes. So three to four times a day, you just go and piss on the company colors. <laughs> so that just kind of tells you what the company is like. I'm like, what, I might as well have had like a pinata of Marissa Meyer hanging above my desk, you know? Just like, I might have had like a stress ball of my boss and like a purple dildo to go fuck myself when I go home. <laughs> purple dildo that's the real only reason I told that joke everyone talks about like autocorrect and like how like it messes up all the time but no one talks about how amazing it is you can type a word that's like 30% like the real word and it just knows it's like so smart and but that's the thing like if you're a teenager right now that means you grew up with autocorrect like how dependent are those people you know what I mean like if you disable autocorrect on a teenager's phone Within 10 hours, they will be dead. That's it. I mean, there's no, what are they going to do? Like, mom, I've been kidnapped by a strange man and he's taking me to his house. Blarg, flarg, blarg, flarg? No, oh, she's so silly when she's with her friends. <laughs> she's just so silly, Stephanie. Um, I, I don't like it when uh, video game commercials have hot women trying to sell it to you. You know, because it's like, you know how they are. It's like, hey, boys, it's Resident Evil 7 with Capcom's new RE engine. Kill those zombies in virtual reality. Get them, boys. It's like, dude, it's a hot woman trying to sell you a product that's going to prevent you from ever being with a hot woman. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, she might as well be selling you, like, some like pussy repellent spray or something, you know? Like, hey boys, do you hate women? Well then try VJJ away from Old Spice <laughs> with our patented fecal matter and mayonnaise scent. It's like pepper spray for pussy. <laughs> That's that joke. Um, <laughs> joke workshop, baby. Um, I <laughs> workshop. <laughs> I don't know why people uh, get mad. I don't know why people make fun of fat people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just extra food, right? Like, being fat, that's just more food for later. They can survive longer than skinny people. Like, it's just like walking around with, like, a bunch of, like, snacks attached to you. Like, beef jerky and Jolly Ranchers wherever you go. Like... <laughs> What's wrong with being overweight? Like, so I want my bank account to be overweight. You know what I mean? Like, Richard, your checking has 20% more money than the average person. This is an obese bank account. It's not an epidemic. It's advantage. It's all about perspective, guys. Thank you. Richard Zavante and his obese bank account. Yay. Yeah. That's how you get the checks. This is your obese bank account. Too many options right now. Sorry, no one knows what to say. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I was going to say, I really like the, the joke about the autocorrect stuff, but I think you take it a bit too far where, like, they can't pronounce word. Like, you should change what what it was autocorrected to to something slightly close to, like, oh, if, okay. if it's, like, Obama been kidnapped by, you know, a man in a van or something, you could say, like, mom, I've been kebabbed by, a, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Because so it, it's so a it bit kind of too ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Or, like, something like having a great time with friends. Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. the just exact something. opposite. Oh, something she might actually be doing. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Words, I think. Right, right, right. I had a question. Um, did you say urinal cakes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's it a, must be a guy, a guy a, thing. Okay. So yeah, like girls may not get that joke. Yeah. But I know about tampons. Ah, <laughs> fair enough. I know what a urinal cake is. I think urinal yeah. cake's pretty. It's pretty ubiquitous in our. We know it's that weird little thing that exists at the bottom of the urinal. Okay. Cool. Uh, with I, I like the autocorrect. Uh, going back to that, the uh, I would do you know maybe the mom's nitpicky, you know like they use the wrong there. So it's like I don't care if you're being held hostage. I'm oh. not picking you up until you figure out how to spell there the right way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grammar Nazi mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm a grammar Nazi too. I liked uh, the purple dildo line. Yes, that was very thank- funny. And then the pussy repellent spray, also <laughs> yeah. very funny. Uh, I think that pussy repellent spray would be good. Maybe if you had like a a catchphrase, you know, like an anchor man. They have that thing like works a hundred percent or whatever, none of the time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Make a catchphrase, something you were talking about, like Axe body spray, also in there, which is like pussy repellent spray, also. You were saying. Yeah, go harder with the marketing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Have but yeah, slogan. I think that's like, I don't know, just like an idea, like, yeah, funny, like, catchphrase for pussy repellent spray, something like that. And, cool. and mayonnaise was a great smell to go with, yeah. but you said beef jerky, right? Uh, the spray is fecal matter and mayonnaise. Fecal matter. I would go with, like, corn chips, because guys' feet kind of smell like Fritos sometimes, Ooh. like, if they take off their socks. Like, it's a junior high boy thing. They kind of no. smell like Fritos, but it's sort of like a man, like, Fritos and mayonnaise. Is that sort makes, of, it actually like, kind of makes sense. Fecal matter is like, I mean, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. But yeah, yeah some weird food that junior high boys smell like. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Oh, Brooke, you got something? Oh, <laughs> no, go I don't know. No, uh, for the, I had the same feedback as Ian. Like, you should definitely not do like floor, floor, whatever. <laughs> like, find something that sounds plausible. Okay. Um, the, I thought the hot woman joke was really funny, but the, Mayonnaise, fecal. I didn't think that was the strongest part of it, so I would either. That was gross. No, 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 no. it just like wasn't like you kind of paused after and it didn't get as good of a laugh. I think that you should either put that in the middle or get rid of that line. Okay, yeah. Or like, what were the rest of the punchlines for that whole bit? Well, I I don't know, but I mean, the idea is just that she's trying to. It's she's basically selling you something that's going to make you never get laid again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the premise? But I thought that was like video game. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I I like I like throwing mayonnaise out because mayonnaise makes me think about like man a's and so it gives it gives a weird like (laughs) it gives a weird like cum thing to it because of but also mayonnaise is weird and milky and like and people either love mayonnaise or they hate it so you kind of polarize your audience which I like I I thought yeah bring uh, up a lot of mayonnaise. Going on that, you you don't even have. You could take it to a weirder place, like mm-hmm. uh, you know. All right, video games are pretty nerdy, 
Uh, that's like her trying to sell you pocket protectors and pleated pants, other things that won't get you laid. Yeah, yeah, something that's not yeah, so ridiculously yeah. awful. Okay, yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Hooray, Richard Savante! Seeing all these tweets and take Yeah, Richard Savante. If you guys are wondering uh, what we're playing in the fills today, it's Ace the Rapper. And in his new album called Try This, uh, he sent it to me in the mail. So uh, we play that. If anybody has a band out there and they want to send me a CD, I will play it. I don't give a fuck. I actually quite like Ace the Rapper. <laughs> I'm kind of digging his shit. Uh, your next comedian, I hope that she digs his shit too. Uh, she's a very funny lady. You're going to love her. Clap your hands for Priyanka Wally. Okay, so uh, I went to India a couple months ago because my cousin was getting married, and I learned about how Indian people pair based off of astrological signs. Um, so this is like a thing that Indian people do, and, and what they do is that they take someone's time of birth, date of birth, everything, and they pair them together, and they come up with this scorecard of how compatible people are. And there's different categories. There's like how, if you end up with this person, like you get points for like how long your marriage is gonna last. You get points for like how healthy you guys are. You get points for like how your personalities match. And then there's points for like how sexually compatible you are. Which I think is crazy because no one's supposed to have sex before marriage in Indian culture, so essentially this is a scorecard for virgins. Um, And I was just thinking like, it's so so ironic, right? Because like my culture invented the Kama Sutra, but like nobody's allowed to have sex, you know? That's like, I was trying to think of like, what is the analogy for that? That's like, okay, imagine like having a grandfather that was Pablo Picasso and he created these masterpieces and the whole world knows about your grandfather, Pablo Picasso, and they worship his work. And then everyone else in your family is like, you can never look at his work ever again, you fucking slut. Um, and I want to do like some bit about a doggy style painting by Picasso or something, but I can't, I can't come up with that. Um, I will. Um, here's another, uh, one. Um, so I, uh, I recently, uh, I recently traveled to Korea and I called my cell phone company to try and get my cell phone to work in Korea. And the man on the phone was like, is that North or South Korea? And I was like, I was thinking more like West Korea, but tell me about your abduction packages. (laughs) He's like, well, we got this great package. I was like, go on. He's like, it includes no data, no Wi-Fi, no food. Your parents will never call you again. I was like, that sounds like it's to die for. Thank you very much. That's the end of that joke. Okay. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Priyanka! Wally! I love your augmented Kama Sutra joke. It's it's a little more mutated, right? I think it's really funny, though, that you can't look at the 
uh, that was really great. That it's the it's the text you can't look at with the grandfather thing. That all that all worked out really well. Yay! I thought that the direction that was going to go was like you to do all this like Pablo Picasso, amazing painting, whatever. But you are never allowed to paint. Yeah, I was debating. I I was I wasn't sure. You think that's a better direction than like you're never allowed to look at his paintings? I, it's shorter, but or I, I guess never allowed. But to that's paint. just where my brain thought it was going to okay. go. So I don't know if. I actually like it the way it is, and I think fucking slut really brought it home. Oh really? I, I was, yeah. I. I I, if the point is like you're not supposed to look at porn or sex or whatever just like the sort of thing yeah like, I think that I really like that part okay. yeah I, I like that a lot the way it is uh, and, but the only place that I might take it is uh, it, to go back to Brooke's point about thinking it's going you can't paint it would be you can't paint until you cut off an ear Right. Oh right, because he cut off his ear. No, yeah. well that was that, that was, was Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah. That was Van Gogh. But if he but changes Van Gogh, yeah, yeah. Then if he comes, but, um, yeah. I thought you could go somewhere with um, Picasso. He was into Spain and the bulls, right? And you oh, could right. do something with the bulls being rammed by a bull, or something like you can only be gored by a bull. It's just like it's like being Picasso's kid, and you can't like. You could only be gored by a bull, or some something. It's some weird sexual thing yeah. about bulls. And you could also and, for the you said you want to incorporate like Picasso and doggy style. You could try it as a like a, one of his like period paintings of like this was when he was into cubism, and here's when he was into doggy style right, right, or something right. like that. Period painting joke about how like when women are like you're not even a, you're not even allowed to look at them even when you're ready for your period painting like the, your period joke. piece yeah, I yeah. Don't know. also so, um oh. P- Picasso yeah like Picasso also he you also think you're a woman now that you've done your period piece or something like that you've gotten your period piece yeah he he did a lot of ceramics too so I Picasso might have done like a bowl fucking a a goring a person he had a whole like in the 50s he had a whole he did a bunch of ceramics so like i don't know yeah that's what i was thinking was he even the best artist to choose he was the first one i thought about but i I don't know he's like everybody knows him right like you know know that in the beginning you were talking about the the vert like basically a virgin card and Mm -hmm. and it was all the lists and one of them was how sexually compatible you were i was thinking um like Indians believe in reincarnation, right? Yeah. So you could, you could be like, well, you know, they just, what if it's like their past lives? Like, hey, this is how good I, I was 50 years ago. Eh? I could, and There's the, like a past life section? Yeah, like the, like a past life section of like, and these are all the moves I was able to do uh, in my last life. Right. Uh, that, that's how I'd bring in the thing from last week that I told you with the man being the rabbit, the horse, yeah. or the So I actually bull. keep thinking about that, and I'm just, uh, I don't know how to mix it yet. But, but with I the wanna... past lives, it makes sense. I was a oh, rabbit in my I past see. life, okay. and now I'm trying trying to have sex with an elephant and it's just not working. Right, like right, you right. can match them up with their past lives animal style with right. Florentina's like uh, suggestion. Okay. And then I have one super nitpicky thing. Yeah, but yeah. You just said uh, the, about the South Korea, North Korea yeah, thing. Yeah. And you said, no, I mean, I thought that was all good and funny, but you just mentioned you were thinking more West Korea, which... <laughs> it's, it's funny. China, yeah. That's, oh, okay. So but maybe it's too weird. To, I mean, to me, I was no, just thinking funny. like, wait, is there a West Korea? And then, okay, yeah, yeah. I and see. So it just threw me off. Yeah, for and then, sure. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. I was more thinking about that than your actual... Yeah, no, that's good feedback. Yeah, that makes sense. Or, I mean, and East versus West, it's very funny because you can even bring in like an American rapper thing because they have North versus South, but we're East versus West, oh, West yeah. with our rappers. So like you could, 
you could be like north or south. Well, no, I, I'm a, I'm east versus west, baby. It's right. like Kim Jong Young. He's so ill. Right. <laughs> I like I liked your Korean bit. I, uh, I think there was a part just for, I mean just for me where I thought you kind of jumped. And it was like, all of a sudden you were like, I'm in Korea, and, and the guy's like, oh, which part? And you're like, West. And then he's like, here's our, what was it called? A abduction package? Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, what What if you make the conversation where you're just playing with the guy, like you're, you're he's like, what, what, what part of Korea? And you're like, hmm, North. And he's like, oh, here's our abduction package. And like, he's super serious about it. Um, so maybe like go straight into when he's like, is that North or South Korea? I could just be like, well, tell me about your abduction package. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on. Okay. Yeah. Cause I thought, cause I didn't get what his prompt was when you said West Korea. Jokingly. Yeah. Why he would then why go into abduction would, packages. Yes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Abduction package is funny though. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody clap wildly for Priyanka. Man, I got my FMN. Oh yeah! Did Greg Gettle just walk in the door? No. Ah oh, shit. Is he is he outside? Does anybody want to grab Greg and say, "Hey, it's his turn"? Hey, everybody! Your next comedian runs an open mic on Tuesdays at OMG, and uh, sometimes on Sundays. And uh, he's a very funny guy. He's not here. He doesn't exist. He's not a real person. We'll skip him. We'll go on to our next comedian. We'll come back to him. Your next comedian uh, knows more about the presidents than any of us. And uh, except, except maybe me now that I know that Garfield was shot and then it took him two and a half months to die and they created air conditioning because of President Garfield. Uh, that little tidbit was brought to you by me looking shit up because your next comedian makes me think about shit. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. They can't catch us. I am... Um, I've been thinking about getting into modern art. Uh, I want to take a handgun and cover it in menstruation blood. I'm going to call it a period piece. That's, that's a joke I wrote a while back, but I just, I normally don't, yeah. I think um, I, I, uh, I, I had a bad dream the other night. Uh, it, it wasn't a nightmare, just had a lot of plot holes and thematic inconsistencies. It was subtitled, which I hate. It was dumb. I um, I kind of want to go to the rodeo. Has anyone here ever been to the rodeo before? No? You, ha you have? I, I've never, I want to go to the rodeo, but not because I want to experience the rodeo. I just want to go to my second rodeo. And then when anyone tries to explain what's about to happen, I can just be like, not my first rodeo. Like, like I know. I don't know. I don't think people really think about what they say. Right. Like I was, I was listening to a rap song the other day, uh, and there was this line that went like this: "Went, uh, bitch, I'm a pimp. I don't talk to no hoes. Bitch, I'm a pimp. I don't talk to no hoes." Which seems like a weird thing to say, because as a pimp, <laughs> surely one of your many responsibilities <laughs> is talking to hoes. I mean, that's just a bad employee-employer relationship. <laughs> like, communication is the foundation for success. Like, I'm, come on, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, 
I think you know, you know, I, I'm a pretty open-minded person. That's why I know exactly what it's like to be a black man in America. Uh, no, I'm just no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because I listen to rap music, right? Like that's why I listen to all the rappers. That's how I, you know, Eminem, Macklemore, Iggy Azalea, Vanilla Ice. You know, that's how I know. Like, yeah, just kind of. This is my uh, this is my impression uh, of two people talking uh, in Camelot shortly after uh, the king before King Arthur has died. Okay, before this is roughly before King Arthur is found. Hey, did you hear the uh, the king died? Oh wow, wow, dude, that's kind of shitty. Do we have like a way to find his his replacement? Yes, we have a practical and efficient system. We're, we're going to take a, a sword and we're going to put it in a stone and then anyone can just pull, pull on that sword uh, and then they're our king. Any, any, yeah, anyone, anyone can just pull on the... Do they have to have any like formal education? Or, no, no, just a sword in a stone. A sword, in, just, you're telling the sword in the, yeah, no, no, the sword goes in the stone and you just, just pull on it. It could, be, it could be anyone. It could be like a child. Yeah, even a child. Well, at least that sounds more practical than the electoral college. <laughs> so much build up for not a satisfying payoff. <laughs> oh god, kill me. <laughs> uh what else? what else? I uh I've been on a <laughs> I I can't think of anything I want to talk about right now. Uh, I'll just say how about this? Reality star president. That's got to be the craziest thing I've heard uh, since Carpenter God. <laughs> okay, I'll just end on that. Thanks, guys. Cuffa on the block. Always acting all for my money. Trying to get Ian Levy. Comments. You got good jokes. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like the pimp one, you know. I think it might be over the top exaggerating too much, but that's a good twist. Like you set it up really nice, good punchline with like, you know, I'm as a pimp, like maybe like a how-to guide on how you're a good pimp. Okay. How you're supposed to treat your host. Okay. I guess, yeah. It's a That's funny. What's your pamphlet on being a good pimp, you know? Number one, don't talk to your host. <laughs> hey, Ian. Um, how's it going? Uh... Yeah, big fan, of, big fan of the pimp one. Okay. So just, I don't know. Uh, on, I'm a big fan of the, uh, you know what it's like to be black because you also know white rappers. Um, I just thought it, think it would be funny if the punch for that was like, like, yeah, like now I get why it's so shitty. And then it's like actually the problem white people have that you just assumed black people have because of listening to like Iggy Azalea songs or something. Yeah. Or like Eminem songs or something. So just like a very white issue to have. So I don't know. Just trying to um, the bit about the Arthur and anyone, anyone, and how, how you were dragging it out, uh, and you're like, even kids, yeah, and you go down the list, and I, I was thinking maybe one person could be like, 
what about women? Oh, oh, fuck no, no, never. Because back then they were like slightly misogynistic. Yeah, no one's ever talked to their hoes. The electoral <laughs> college thing was funny too, but yeah, I agree. I really liked it. Uh, the one thing I was gonna say is like, you what you stopped doing your act out at certain points where you like weren't going back and forth in your like thing consistently. So I got confused as to who was speaking. You just uh, gotta keep up with my pace. I'm gotta... sorry. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm a conceptual master. I don't have time to pander to the audience. No, sorry. You're right. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was gonna say is I think you have an opportunity for a callback when you're talking about rappers. You'd be like, and I'm like, I and like, I've learned so much. So you name those artists. Yeah, I learned so much from rap and like pull songs from like clearly Macklemore and Eminem like pull a line or two from thrift shop of like something you've learned and then you'd be like and last but not least I never talk to my hoes okay you could even do you remember the dance from Ice Ice Baby it's really easy you just put you don't remember watch the video you, you're standing up and you put one hand on the ground and the other hand on the ground and then you like jump out and do it I used I to know the dance. I remember Vanilla Ice from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and that's about it. Ice Ice so. Baby. There's a specific dance to Ice Ice Baby, which I think preempted twerking. It's kind of exciting, but um, check it out because you you have the opportunity to do like a crazy dance act out. And if you like did the Ice Ice Baby like dance, I would. I mean, it's like four moves. It would. I would lose my shit. I'm sure everybody <laughs> would. <laughs> like they'd be like, just act out. When you do the pimp joke and when you were like employer employee relationship you know they have like sexual harassment videos so maybe there could be like a pimp bitch slapping video or something like i don't know what pimps do but some sort of instructional video that pimps do to their hoes i don't know i thought that was funny yeah that's really funny uh the so, so like you were you're saying like one of the workplace tenets is like good communication right yeah. so uh, maybe there's other stuff that you're supposed to do in the workplace like you know Christmas bonuses or something that he also doesn't do with his hose and maybe you can <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and if you could make those into lyrics yeah. you know like I don't talk to no hose but I don't know how you do with Christmas do bonuses get, like casual Fridays or? yeah yeah and no casual Fridays for the bitches <laughs> Yeah. A- after um, after Valentine's Day, you can get half price Ferrar Rocher on food stamps. So that's exciting for yeah. the hoes, I think. And then uh, with the with the white rappers, I just think it'd be this is just super stupid. But if the last one wasn't a rapper, like if he was like Garrison Keillor or something, <laughs> <laughs> the lake from Garrison News Global. <laughs> Like a good Garrison Keillor reference. <laughs> <laughs> the news from Lake Wobegon. Everybody clap wildly for Ian Levy. Your next comedian runs a great open mic on Tuesdays at OMG. I wish I could go there more often. Uh, he's so great. If you spend extra money uh, on an actual drink, you get to have more time on your set. And he makes everybody be in the front row. So he creates community with his show every Tuesday. Clap your hands wildly for Greg Ghetto! Hello. Um, so I was, I, was, I was late getting here and I was walking and have you guys ever been walking down these sidewalks? You know what I'm talking about? And uh, you get behind a couple and they're holding hands and just making like a human wall on the sidewalk. And then 
and then you're like behind him, you're trying to get around him, and you, re- you start realizing like how late you are, and also how alone you are at the same time. Uh, <laughs> it's happened to me coming here. Um, I think that should have gotten a better laugh. That's fine. Um, that's fine. Have you? I was on Facebook today, and uh, it's weird that they keep like people like that have died, like their accounts are still active on Facebook. You know what I mean? And today, like my grandma's. Uh, picture popped up and it was, it's her 92nd birthday. It would have been her 92nd birthday and it's just like, ah oh, man, I wish I wish we would have had more time together. You know, to grow, like I don't know, there's so much I don't know about her. And then I realized that she's still alive. <laughs> and you start writing that message and you're like, nah. <laughs> I got time. I got time. Um... So I think, I, I want to see what else. I, I'm going to just throwing things against the wall tonight. This is not cool. What else? Oh, uh, so I work at the Palace of Fine Arts uh, in like the escape rooms. That's um, the Houdini room. And, uh, and we, sometimes we do like just games, like puzzles, like six of them. And uh, Uber came in, uh, like 150 Uber employees. And I was like, all right. And I just read a thing about your owner, dude. Um, but this one guy didn't want to play any games. He just like walked, he, he, he walked around the, for two and a half hours with uh, two bottles of wine. And he was just like going, drinking both bottles of wine at work party and then talking shit to everyone. And he even pushed a guy. <laughs> he pushed one of the employees at this work thing. But then like he started doing this. Like he drank for two and a half hours straight. And everybody else throughout the day or throughout the night like got a little more drunker, a little more drunker, a little more drunker. And by the end of the night, he was literally calling Ubers for everyone. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I've never seen the guy that gets drunk first and then and make sure everyone gets home safe and like, no, you don't live there, Cindy. You know, it's, that's my spirit animal, I think. Um, very empowering. Um, so I, uh, I was deaf to the age of four. Not a lot of people know that. I was deaf to the age of four. And uh, the reason why I was deaf till four, I was because my parents had no idea I was deaf <laughs> until four, <laughs> which is always it's it's, it's weird. Cause it's weird because I like like it it makes like my 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 parents my mom was a stay at home mom <laughs> like she was always around like if she was working I'd be like okay that's that's one thing but she was always home and I was watching uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. You ever seen that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus? It's about this like orchestra teacher in high school never really makes it. Um, but, <laughs> but his kid's deaf, and he finds out that his kid is deaf because at like maybe two years in, uh, there's like they're at a parade and like these fire trucks are going by with the sirens going. All the kids are are covering their ears and crying. And his kid's just like, pretty good fucking parade. Like doesn't even doesn't even notice what's going on. And and. I, I grew up in Milwaukee. <laughs> like, all we heard was sirens. <laughs> my mom was like, nope, good fucking day. We like him. He's quiet. Uh, but, like, I was like, mom, didn't you take me to the doctor? And she was like, well, yeah, we took you to the doctor. And he said that, like, that you could be deaf or you might just be slightly retarded. <laughs> and I was like, what kind of health insurance did we have growing up? Like, what was that test? Like, well, just look at him. Uh, clearly something's fucked up. And it's just weird to me because, like, my mom had no idea I was deaf till four, but yet she'll know every time I see her, she'll know how much weight I've gained. 
15 pounds, eating health, eating good, Greg. Um, all right, guys, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle, everyone. Comments besides that he's very, very funny. Greg, I love the set, man. Uh, the the deaf joke's working better every time you tell it. Uh, the the one note I might uh, go with is just to keep bragging on your parents more. Like, they went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you're either deaf or slightly retarded. And you're like, so my par- parents got a second opinion, and it was settle on retarded. You know, or, or something to that effect, where it's like, you know, they had two options. They picked the easier one. Just, oh, he'll just be dumb. That's fine. <laughs> or, or they settled on two options, and then they went to the doctor who smoked weed. Something about them being like, like, uh, you know, if they, they're like, oh no, something about them being like hippies or not. They're not hippies. It doesn't work in real life. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, because I, I feel like there was still something more that you could do with when the doctor says that you're possibly slightly retarded. I, mean, I don't know if you like then went back to the doctor like after all this time. And I, I don't know, but there's I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's still something there. Like you should be pissed at the doctor. Maybe your mom punches him like years later. I don't know. Yeah. Your your eyes are um, not too close together. They're widespread. There could be like, you know, like there's a, well, no, like, you know, you know how retarded kids look a certain way? Like you don't look, you don't look like no, a retarded kid, you, do, you know? You, I mean, Maybe, a, I don't, I don't think he looks like a retarded kid. You know how they have like look, flat has heads? Anyone, has anyone? His head's too round to be I, retarded. They have the flat back of the head. I gotta say. Has anyone told you you strongly resemble Kyle Kinane? No. Great. I was just, I was just okay. gonna say, I was just gonna say, you, you don't look like a retarded kid. You look like a retarded man. So oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm, I, I, I don't have any real notes. Just the, uh, the grandmother jokes, fucking great. That's, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Cool. Uh, the only, I, I, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> How did you? What was like the? What was your Mr. Holland's opus that finally? What was your parade moment where your mom's like? Hmm, probably deaf. She, don't, she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember. Uh, what did they do to get you not deaf? Oh, I had clots in both my ears. And so they had, had, my mom says there was junk in my ears. Uh, a medical term. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's, she's, very, but, she's very vague on all this. She doesn't answer a lot of questions. Finish this oh, out. Like, there's more. I've That was, like, the only thing at the end of the joke. I was like, how did he become hearing now? And I, I agree with Arden. You could double down on it, and then you could triple down on it. Be like, we finally saw a doctor who was like, he's deaf and retarded. Like, like really. Or that you just Wait, had dude, wax in your ears, yeah, and your parents were fucking lazy as fuck. Like, yeah. it could just be that there was a wax buildup that they could just take out. Yeah. So you had wax in your ears. Yeah, exactly. And your doctor said you were retarded? (laughs) (laughs) Priyanka's a doctor. She's like going back on the... That's fucking hilarious. I think uh, you should kind of rag a little bit more on the doctor too. Like, be like, you know how you uh, you have to see a doctor, like you know, weed doctor. They're not like really doctors. Well, back then, all the doctors were like weed doctors. (laughs) Right in the (laughs) eighties. Uh, and I was just gonna, you could totally even add that into your just, just saying like your mom doesn't remember what your moment was that's super funny because you could you know it's like 
in the movie it's this big moment and your mom it's just another punchline of her not caring about you which is funny but, but yeah uh, can you explain to me the Uber joke? I didn't get it. I just thought it was interesting. I've never seen one. It was just impressed me more than anything. Just get off. Is it the fact that he's an Uber, the CEO of Uber calling Ubers, or is it the fact that he's both the guy getting you really wasted and the guy making sure you get home okay? I just thought it was very impressive. I was very impressed by it. At first, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. And then by the end, I was like, they got a good one on this, on this team. Yeah. You could probably make an analogy. Hey everybody, it's Greg Gettle. The mob, and you know it's busting, running through the harness. I know this busting, what you really want to come. Yay! Your next comedian is running a new open mic here at the station on Saturdays from 4 to 6. It's called James and Austin's Cool Show. Clap yourself silly right now for James Mara! Sup, team? How's it going? How are we doing? Very creative name on the mic I have on Saturdays, right? We're currently crowdsourcing ideas for that one. But um, anyway, um, I'm half German, half Kenyan. Um, grew up in Athens, Georgia. So I grew up biracial in the South, uh, which sucked. Because, um, you know, white people, like, don't accept you because they're, you know, white or whatever. But, uh, and, then, and then black people are kind of on, like, a case-by-case basis. You know, they're, like, a little... A little reluctant too. Um, I'm definitely the only guy, or one of the few guys, who's um, you know been called the N-word and then also told I can't use it. Like that sucks. Puts me in quite the pickle, you know. It's like, guys, you guys will not believe this. These fucking rednecks just called me a nick. Whoa, 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 dude. How many times do we have to tell you? Only when you're singing along to the Kanye song. Um, this uh. This perspective, I think, though, allows me to work on some some comedy, some art that other people can't. I'm currently thinking about um, like a black comedy that's set in Nazi Germany. It's kind of cool, right? It'd be kind of like a half Schindler's List, half Big Mama's House too mix. Um, I'm thinking about calling it. Um, so it's going to star Martin Lawrence, obviously, as all good black comedies do. Um, I'm thinking about calling it Martin does Martin does the Holocaust. Wait, I said that wrong. Martin does the Holocaust. <laughs> that one doesn't get old. Um, been, uh, how, are we, how are we doing on our New Year's resolutions, guys? Are we, are we pretty much just done with those? One, one of mine was, obviously, to go to the gym. That's, uh, that did not go very well. Um, I got knee surgery a couple months ago. Um, like, couldn't use my knee, couldn't work out or anything for four months. Just uh, smoke pot and watch Gilmore Girls. You know, girls' night every night. Um, but um, knee's better. I'm supposed to be rehabbing it. It's, problem, though, is I have all this fucking extra Vicodin left over. You know, it's tough to go to the gym, right? Every time, like, I'm like, all right, time to sweat. Time to confront your insecurities. Time to fucking do this. Or sit on the couch, eat a couple of these pills, forget my name. Yeah and watch fiercely independent single mother Lorelai and dot Ivy League bound daughter Rory trade witty banter. You tell me which sounds better. You tell me, guys. Um, but yeah, so I've been getting a little weight, not going to the gym, getting a little fat. Uh, you know you're fat as a guy 
when your girlfriend starts grabbing your tits during sex. Yeah. Destroying gender roles one burrito at a time. One burrito. Should probably say that one right, Greg. Um, yeah. All right. Moving right along. Workshop in a few things. Um, this one's going to be fun. So as someone who does both, I've realized that uh, like when you're watching porn and you and you like finish um, and you sort of come to the realization, you sort of like realize the disgusting perverted sights on the screen and you sort of have that that moment of clarity. The feeling you get is a lot like when you order like a large pizza and you just like eat the entire thing by yourself. You know, it's like there's a lot of similarities, you know, like first the first emotion, obviously the waves of regret and shame that wash over you. Next, you fight off, you know, the waves of nausea. Um, then, uh, you know, you, you have to use an entire roll of paper towels to soak up all the grease. And, uh, and you, tell yourself, uh, you tell yourself, never again, you know? Never doing this again, this feels too terrible. And then 24 short hours later, okay, who am I kidding? 45 minutes later, you find yourself back on the phone, talking to Domino's, yeah, it's me again. No, there wasn't a problem with my order. I'm actually making another one. Can I get another order of Filipino anal sluts 10? All right, that's all I have, guys. James Mara! Yay! I really liked the grab my tits, fighting the patriarchy one brie at a time. I thought that was the funniest part you said. Okay, cool. They didn't get the laugh it deserved. You, oh, okay. I said burrito and then I just like actually missed the word. So, but thanks. So I, I liked what you were doing with uh, the movie mashups of Schindler's List and Big Mama's House too. I think you should also relate to that you're biracial, where you know you have black movies looking at the world one way and you have white movies looking at the world another way. Like when I was a kid, I watched all the Ernest movies. So there's like Ernest scares stupid or Ernest goes to jail. And you could be like, or just another day in the life of a black man. You know, it's just, you just find a way to make, look at white people, movies and culture and turn it like that as well. Yeah, I, I enjoyed your Big Mama Holocaust joke. I thought that's very funny. I think you can go farther because it is Martin Lawrence being so fat and it is about the Holocaust. You could do a little act out there with a Martin Lawrence-y voice and be like, why is everybody so skinny? Why everybody not eating anything? Like, a- Act outs of both black people and Nazis I find very difficult to like... <laughs> Like, I feel like the odds that I pull that off are so low that I just have tried to stay away from that one. Right. But maybe, yeah. But the joke is that it's Big Mama's house and it's in a Holocaust camp and she's fat because the only way to make a black guy look like a woman is to put him in a fat suit. So you've got a fat Big Mama in the Holocaust. So it's like fat versus thin. I feel like there's something that has to happen there. If you're going to talk about big mama holocaust kind of thing i agree i i think that would make a good sketch actually <laughs> um yeah i thought that was so funny the the black nazis um i w- didn't get the when the boob grabbing thing you said one something at a time one yeah, what at it was a time? supposed to be what? like um 
it's like you know you know you're yeah you know you're fat when you start grabbing your own tits mm-hmm. during sex mm-hmm. or when your girlfriend grabs your tits mm-hmm. uh like reversing gender roles one burrito at a time one what burrito oh burrito yeah. okay okay yeah i tried that one last time yeah I, okay in the Noted. movie would martin lawrence play all six million parts <laughs> <laughs> be like Hitler and like Hindler and like <laughs> whoever the other Nazis Girls. were. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know as many as I maybe should for that joke. Cool. Name all, right, all the Nazis you can. Yeah. Clap wildly for James Mara. And they still taking all the pictures. Naming all the Nazis you can. What is happening on the joke workshop? We are crazy people are listening to this and that's great your next comedian uh, she's actually the webmaster of mutinyradio.fm she's been killing it by making her wordpress knowledge be marketable for free thank you so much for volunteering your time for us we love you everybody clap wildly for Brooke Heineken webmistress webmistress um, okay so uh, I was overhearing some of my guy friends uh, talk about women that they were with, and I asked them if I could just listen in, and they were they were obliging. Uh, and I realized that guys get really detailed when they talk about women's vaginas, which is not something I do often on stage. Uh, but no, they talk about them, like I realized later, like they talk about them like people get really excited like they do about dogs, you know? They talk about like how hairy they are, how floppy they are, and like they get really into it. But the good thing is that everybody loves dogs was like the main consensus of that. Uh, and I was thinking about whether or not me and my girlfriends would have that same type of conversation, you know? But I realized that we really talk about dicks the way, oh, I missed a line. Uh, People talk about dogs in like intense detail and like different breeds and what mixes go into it. Uh, but women talk about dicks the way that people talk about cats, you know? They're all just cats. Uh, you know, you can have big cats and small cats and everyone's got a strong opinion on black cats, uh, but they're really all just cats. Can I pull that off? <laughs> uh, and uh, But to be honest though, most people really don't like cats. But the people who love cats, love cats, you know? Okay, uh, I'm done with that bit. Uh, everything else I want to try is stuff that Marcy, Louisa, and I co-wrote for our Sessions Confession show on Thursday. Would love your feedback on what Jeff Sessions jokes will work. Um, so Jeff Sessions, uh, recently confirmed Attorney General, is from Alabama, which means that his last name was shortened from Jeff in Sessions. In, uh, okay. It's hard. It's easy to understand why he's so angry all the time. I'd be angry, too, if my middle name was Beauregard. Uh, nope, not doing that one. He once voted against banning cruel and inhumane treatment of prisoners, which explains why it's going to be a great year for Melania and Paul Ryan. Not doing that one either, then. Um, Jeff Sessions is on record as saying that he thought the KKK were okay until he learned that they smoke marijuana. But that's okay, because everyone says dumb things when they're young. I mean, he was only 39. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he's quoted as being, he said he was unsure if grabbing a woman by the pussy constitutes sexual assault, but in his defense, he did receive his sex education in the state of Alabama. (laughs) Uh, he suggested that extending hate crime protections for the LGBT community would cheapen the civil rights movement because there's nobody that knows more about cheapening the civil rights movement than Jeff Sessions. (laughs) 
This next one I will not say on air. Really? I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. None of us are feel comfortable saying it. Uh, this, year, <laughs> this year saw the opening of the Smithsonian National African American History Museum. Sessions has not attended yet because he's still stuck behind the glass in the Natural History Museum. These are all winners, I can tell. Um, I think... I could probably get Jeff Sessions to smoke a joint, though, if I told him that it was rolled in the paper ballot of a black voter. Uh, I think I will leave that there. Poor guy again. She's got drugs about Jeff Sessions. So uh, that last smoke a joint joke should go right after the KKK smoke marijuana bit, which you were like, he's... 39 he's not that old you just cut that it's short okay um wait can't say that again the, that bit like the kkk says some dumb stuff when they're there's like the line about yeah before that the kkk uh he's on record saying the kkk were okay he thought the kkk were okay until yeah uh yeah. he learned they smoke marijuana which is okay because everyone says dumb things when they're young i mean he was only 39 yeah and then and then do and the then i think i could get him to yes yeah yeah, generally speaking, like I would say never be afraid of saying something ra- racist when you're making fun of racism. Right. right? Yeah. Like you yeah, can right. like like unless the punchline is that like you want to see more chains on black people, yeah. which even that like I don't know, I think would be kind of funny if you pulled it off. Uh, personally, um, I would just never be like afraid of you know. Of- I don't but at the same time every time I've told that joke to people which I don't even feel comfortable saying even when I wrote it. Uh, what, what makes comfortable? I don't know. There's just something that's like it only gets oohs and not laughs so that makes me feel like it's not okay. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ooh, like that's a really good burn. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's, yeah, I agree with that. Because that, that, the KKK, I mean, that's, it's, he supported the KKK until they smoked pot. Like that's right there, the joke writes itself. Like okay. you just gotta, if that it. joke bombs and I get booed out of Cafe du Nord on Thursday, I'm going to say James Mora said that it was okay to say, which makes it half okay to say. Right, makes it half okay to say. Absolutely. It's much more stereotypically black if you want to get permission from someone to say, just make up it. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give any examples on air. The, um, the joke about keeping people prison, uh, like Melania yeah. and Paul Ryan, might work better with Chris Christie because that's more of his relationship. Mm, to, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just throwing that out there. No, no, no. I like and that. And for the show advice, you could do. Have you ever seen on Seth Meyers where he just brings on people to tell jokes he can't tell? Like Ooh, he has a no. segment where he just brings on a woman to tell a woman who's a lesbian to tell jokes that he doesn't feel comfortable telling. I like so that. You could just do that at your anyway. Session. You might be on tap for that because you're on the show. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Because I sleep with a lot of women. Oh. I don't. All right. I guess not, I'm seeing my time for Jenny and Ian. <laughs> um, with the whole uh, grabbing the p- pussy thing, uh, I think it'd be funny. He had like a like a KKK thing around his hand, like a little puppet for some reason. If, cause, I don't know why. I think it's a funny. Sorry, I got distracted by whatever they're doing. Uh, so like, cause he's just, he supports KKK, right? Yeah. 
But also the whole grabbing the. I think it'd be funny if you had a white. Sh- uh, yeah, let me put on my little white. Reason, yeah, and then the, the fingers come out of the holes. Of the eyes, <laughs> and he grabs them. I like that. Also, and say uh, after that joke, and says it, it worked, right? I did it. Uh, I think that was kind of funny too. Uh, you said it early on. You're like the black cats thing. Oh yeah, it, it worked. I think <laughs> it's, it's good for the crowd, especially for, for later if you're gonna do like other deeper things. Oh good. It shows a like it gets you the likable thing. Oh thank you. I like that. Oh shit. Okay. Then I will definitely be bringing you up to deliver that joke. <laughs> Everybody is Brooke Heineken. Brooke Heineken, the web mistress. Is uh, Zach still alive and with us, or is he is he hiding upstairs? Is he sleeping upstairs? Zach, are you sleeping upstairs, or did you leave? Okay. Fuck Zach Wiseman. Uh, he might be sleeping upstairs. It happens sometimes. See, people are like, there's an upstairs at Muni Radio? Yeah, you're not supposed to know about it. Never mind. Your next comedian is a very funny lady. You guys are going to laugh at her jokes. It's Florentina Tenaze. <laughs> Loving the intro. Twerk, twerk, twerk. Okay, hey, guys. Um, okay, so I, I, I used to date this guy who... Um, who thought the G-spot moved around. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, can guys please stop projecting their father's relationship on us, please? Okay. It's not like the color purple. Okay. It's not moving. Aw. It's like a tribute to the movie because it's very touching. Unlike what you're doing to my G-spot. Uh, okay. All right. Um, maybe you should run and try to find it like you tried when your dad left. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, and I don't believe that at all. Like, what, really? You can't find stuff that, that you can't see? Like, literally, as we were having sex, he got up, went to the kitchen, Lights were off, you know, you don't want to turn the lights on. He found the water in the dark, drank it, and came back. Like, really? Really? Maybe I should be like Hotel 6 and just like leave the light on for him. Go find it. Um, Yeah, no, and this guy, he really also liked to have sex. Uh, Wow, okay, Greg works in the escape room and he almost couldn't escape out of the bathroom. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to clean it. Um, Okay, so then this guy, he also really liked having sex with me from behind because I like to talk when I make eye contact. Yeah, he called it my silent position. Um, because if you're a woman and you've ever had, what is that, doggy style? I can't keep up with the slang. Um, when you're in that position, the only way to really balance yourself is your face is just in a pillow, and then at that point, it just becomes like you're, uh, the way you, you, whatever you say, it sounds like you're at the dentist, and basically, you're saying the same shit over again, like, stop trying to drill me so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And uh, for those who have insurance, that's a dental pun. Um, All right. Oh, so I went into the, I was in LA and I went to the Hustler store. um, And that, I guess it's like a sex shop. My my friends found out I don't have a vibrator. And I was like, yeah, I told you, I'm married. but they were like, they were obsessed with me getting uh, a vibrator. And so then I was, I ended up having so much fun looking at all of the toys. And one of the things this 
this huge box was this woman. She had, well, it wasn't even a woman. It was like the torso of a woman, like no legs, no arms, no head. And the name of it, I will never forget. I wrote it down. The name of this sex toy was Mega Fuck Slut. <laughs> and how disappointed are these guys who buy this product and they're the only ones who use it? Like, how do you turn it into a slut? Do you just pass it around to your friends and you, they like, it comes back to you and you're like, I know where you've been. Hand sanitizer, like, you know, cleaning the inside of her. It, it's very, like, she literally can't crawl to anyone else. She will only fuck you, Thomas. You know what I mean? Like, can we, can we cool it with the derogatory terms? <laughs> Thanks. I don't want a man it feels like. I love that one. Oh, I really like Netflix because um, one, like not not like um, the movies are good, but the comments that people leave are amazing. I love watching documentaries, and I was watching um, this documentary about Cesar Chavez called Cesar Chavez. And one of the comments was, we get it, he's Mexican. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, do people know it's like based on a real story? And I'm like, is this person in real life like, oh God, uh, the Holocaust was okay, but like so many extras, like why so many people in the background? <laughs> like, it's cool, I love American people, and uh, let's see. Um, all right, I wanna have a baby, uh, <laughs> um, because I wanna be able to, like while I'm having a conversation with someone, just pull my boob out and be like, you know, I'm listening to you, but also wrap it up. And also I wanna use the baby as like a way to cut in line uh, when I'm in the bathroom. So really, I just want to spend 50K to cut in the line so I could pee. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm Florentina. Florentina Tanase comments. Hey, Florentina. Um, I Hi. think, uh, okay, so the, the thing about like your friend saying you don't have a vibrator and you say, you, in the joke, you said, like, I know, I, that's what I said, I'm married. Like, I think you should have it be something either like more biting or like more self deprecating. Like, you could be like, oh, I know, like, that's what I'm saying about like why my handshake. Or like, um, okay. I know, like, I am, uh, I actually do get laid on like you guys, something like that. I mean, but okay. yeah. I think also, oh, sorry. Um, no, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> um, the first, the first joke you had. I think the idea of, I think you, you should make the point. It's probably. Uh, I know it's like new stuff and everything, but like make the point yeah. kind of like shorter and cleaner that, uh, like a guy can go find something ridiculous in the middle of the night with no lights on and like. Oh right, the G spot thing. I think yeah. I think it should be like, and it should be more absurd than like getting water. But like, you have found the remote control at two in the morning under this mattress without opening your eyes, and you can't find my. Like G spot, something like that. I think is okay. Yeah. So something more absurd then. Yeah, and also just like kind of make it briefer, make it cl it clear exactly sort of where it's going. Because with the getting the cup of water and then like the Motel Six, at some at some point, I think like the message came out, but it could kind of just like hit harder in like one sentence, basically. Or, okay. or hide the cup of water next to your G spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're gonna go spelunking for oh, some yeah, water. Like I, oh yeah, right, like right. If, put, well. if I put a beer in my vagina, you'll find it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. If you put, put the <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, the reason I like the cup of water is I think you have an option to say like, like, yeah, you can't find my G-spot, but sure, you can absolutely get a cup of water. It must be a thing with pussy though, because when you got the cup of water, you tripped on the cat. Ha 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 ha. I'm the cat. Meow. Tripped over the cat. Got it. Okay. Uh, the cat's always hanging out in the kitchen anyways. Kick the cat. Cool. 
um, when when uh, when the doggy style bit. Uh-huh. Um, like I didn't when you were telling that like I fucking hated that guy um, <laughs> so you could be like I was silent either A because you weren't enjoying it or B you're trying to figure a way to break up with him something like that right oh. you're like thinking like how am I going to tell him that it's over right. or like or you're just not enjoying it that's why you weren't that's why it was your quiet position yeah I wasn't enjoying it oh fuck yeah I was going to say so then I silently protested <laughs> okay. but, so that's say- what you do that you're that's when you think about how you're going to write your senator to protest quietly <laughs> use that time <laughs> okay. to write your letter cool. I really liked when it sounded like you were ad-libbing the part when you were like um, it's not touching like the color pur- or like the color purple uh, so what did you do with that one? It sounded like you were ad-libbing it, but it was actually part of your joke. Oh, right. I said, because um, oh, I was talking about how he didn't think that, the, he, he thought the G-spot moved around, and I said, it's not like the color purple, it's not touching. Like, you know, oh, it's touching. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Touching and you like the color purple. <laughs> Unlike- For Florentina Zanaze! What you trying to call me up, and I'll be like, what the fuck? If you like what you're listening to, it's Ace to Rappa out of Oakland. Wow! Thank you for sending me your... CD in the mail. Your next comedian. He has a show on Wednesdays from 10 to midnight. Last Wednesday, it was well populated by a bunch of drunk motherfuckers. It was a fun listen, and you guys should show up this week, too. Or just listen, because it's going to be a great time. Clap wildly for Arden. I know you can't do it, and I know Woo. that you're taking tracks. Thanks, everybody. How are we doing today? I just came over here from therapy. Yay. So I'm... $45 poorer and depressed. So this is good. This is going well. Uh, speaking of things that led to my depression, uh, when I was a kid, I was at a track meet, and this was the only track meet. This was in eighth grade that my mother decided to show up for. All right. She's on the side, and I'm at the high jump, or the long jump, actually. I, I ran three events that day long jump, high jump, and four by uh, 400 meter. All right. So I'm at the long jump, my first event of the day. I run, make my jump, foot fault. Second attempt, run, make my jump, foot fault. All right? So I go over to my mother for some words of encouragement, right? This is my last attempt. Right? You know what she said? Get me going. Gonna fuck this up just like everything else. Yeah. So you know what I did? Set the fucking school record. Yeah. And then I went over to high jump, set a school record. And I go to the 4x400, right? I'm the anchor leg, right? I take us from fifth to third. Came in, third place. So I got a gold, a gold, and a bronze. You know what my mother said? It's not three golds. And I'm starting to get it. Like, it's kind of like you can shame someone into becoming an Olympic athlete, right? Like a little more push, and I would have gotten there, right? And he can beat an Asian kid until he plays piano real good, right? You know? But you can't berate someone into becoming a good comic, is my point, right? <laughs> like, there's a reason I'm standing here and not at Carnegie Hall where that poor Asian kid's at right now, right? Wishing he was anybody else's kid. Uh, but I'm working on some stuff for this East First West Coast thing that I've got going for the East of the Rockies show here uh, March 1st at Mutiny Radio. Uh, I'm emceeing that. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, so uh, you, they say you can't make fun of homeless people. And I'm not going to. I'm making fun of panhandlers because they're a whole other breed of people. 
right? And I don't really think of them as people. They're a nuisance. And uh, I mean, in San Francisco, it's everyone goes, oh, why would you say that? Because you see the tragic cases. And I, I feel for these people. I'm not heartless, right? The woman you see on BART with the three kids in tow, that's fucking heartbreaking, right? But on the East Coast, you go to New York City, you see the same thing. But I don't get broken up over that. I get pissed off. Because if you look close enough, two of those fuckers are child actors. And the third's a little person, okay? (laughs) So these aren't kids she's trying to feed. This is her drug habit, all right? And I mean, it's the same with the woman on the shuttle in Times Square. She's always on there saying, you know, my husband just died. I got the two kids at home, you know. So at least she's not bringing them on the train. I give her props for that, you know. But uh, then she says, you know, I'm not addicted to drugs and I'm not looking for a handout. You know, food, food is always welcome. Uh, but I have copies of my resume if anybody, you know, has a job or anything. And then she goes and shuffles around. So one day, I got a bug up my ass. I go, I work at a good company. We've got, we're hiring people all the time. We could use somebody who's a go-getter like this. So I said, hey, lady, you know, I, I really feel for you, and I don't have any cash on me, and I don't have uh, any food on me right now because I'm anorexic. Uh, so uh, if you just give me one of your resumes, I'm hiring. And you know what she told me? Go fuck yourself, right? Because she didn't have any resumes. She just wants money, you know? And I'm still working on that. That's neither here nor there. But in the last mi- minute I've got here, I want to talk about one thing, and that's my work. I work in coffee. I love my work so much. And uh, we give out discounts all the time to people, and I give out free coffees all the time because people are awesome, right? Like whenever a firefighter or a cop or you know a military service member comes in in uniform, discount right off, you know, because thank you for doing what you're doing. We love you guys. Uh, but uh, when the people come in asking for the Facebook discount that they're actually owed, uh, I tell them to go fuck themselves. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden. Thank you very much, everybody. Facebook discount. Go fuck yourself. That was Arden. Yay. Comments, comments. He's so personable. Um, I, I was just going to say, for the... Um, I don't know if you need to, to specify a race for the beating the kid into playing piano well. Okay, yeah. To me, I mean, it's... It, it's... Uh, it's yeah. kind of understood that it's an Asian thing. Yeah. I mean, same thing with cello. Cello, piano, flute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was just, I, I will take that note, definitely. That was, yeah. that was just my, my consideration. Uh, so the first, I like the story about you and your mom, but mm-hmm. the only, re- like, the way that you say it just makes us, like, sad. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I would work on making it funny. I just did get out of therapy, so no, no, it's a no, little I raw. I realized as soon as I said that, I was like, I don't have any actionable feedback. Uh, I, no, I, I, it's an interesting story, and I want to know more about it because I think, like, you clearly have a funny perspective on it, and I want to understand that better. Yeah. Um, but the way you said it now, like, everyone's just like, oh my god. Oh. Uh, and I think your last point is a really fucking good point. Like people who get discounts are always people who work tech jobs. Yeah. Like they all have those like little like perk portal, whatever, like of all yeah. the discounts they get. And those are the people who need discounts the least. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like, I'd explore that more. It's a really good yeah. point. Cool, thank you. It even goes farther into um, celebrities at like the Grammys last night. They all get these bags of free clothing and free stuff. And celebrities are the last people that need free shit because they can afford to buy it. So why do they get all the free cool stuff? 
it's like it, I mean it goes with everything the, the, the rich people get all the free stuff because they're marketing to them you know marketing you used to yeah, do yeah of course I do yeah alright so who really deserves free crap that, that's a good that's a good take on that yeah just explore that further I have an actual can I ask you an actual real question yeah go ahead um, today they um, this up and out people they were like hey you have to pay money or if you give us eight festival passes per day so the seating here is 30 people and they want eight festival passes a day to do this big package of promotion for me mm-hmm. and i'm like is that worth it because are You're we really 30%. gonna it's a, we're basically giving them 30 percent of our seats but are we gonna sell those seats anyways is it worth it to give away that well, you got to look, it's a supply demand thing. You got to look well, at that. Well, exactly. And we don't have a lot of, so, so, I mean, you're, you're marketing. Brooke knows too. She's a good person. To ask. I was hoping that Louisa and Marcy would be here tonight too. So I could ask all of you this question. Is it worth it to give away eight festival passes a night for free? People might not show up. It's just a giveaway thing to get more advertising on that site. Right. Well, the thing is that they just want, tickets to put on their site and then they promote the other stuff it doesn't even like drink tickets i can i can i'm running a bar here anyway so when they're here they'll hopefully buy drinks so it might be like my question is do you just do you just give away 30 percent of your seating i since it's 30 percent, i would renegotiate and say four, four seats give yeah. them four seats you, i asked awesome. for six and they said eight is the way they want to go but hmm. do you pam do you expect it to fill up like are no i i wish it would fill up but i don't think that's going to happen yeah but Maybe it's also like them, yeah. the free tickets whether those people show because then yeah. you've got you're down eight yeah. seats to start yeah, yeah. and then trying you to can fill do, you can let people in standby if they don't show that's true right well and that's the thing is if it's a day passes so it's five shows and they get the whole thing but they're not going to be here for the whole thing so it should be fine true yeah I, I say do it and then once the people with the free passes show up just don't let them in like your advertising is already on their site yeah just so. right right right, right, right. no no tickets. no I'll let the people in but I don't think we're gonna sell out we've got 30 seats last year we averaged 10 people a show I, so having eight extra people for free yeah, do, I feel do like it, oh, but just uh, do it but sell sell 30 tickets yourself and then give those eight out and then then you have maybe because they're not necessarily gonna show up anyways right. and I have people stand in the back yeah make it stand. okay I'll do it I'll I'll talk to him tomorrow. Sorry, Arden's jokes. Anyone else have anything? I'm just trying to milk him for his marketing knowledge. <laughs> I'm such a dick. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, I agree that the um, mom bit was um, was sad, but I think you could, there's, there's a lot of potential there because I started, so you could maybe create an analogy, which you were sort of already doing, but I would cut it. So like right. your mom's like, don't fuck this up. And then maybe you could imitate her saying the same thing to you about like your jokes, like be funnier, like don't fucking, you know, more punchlines, more tags or something like just pressuring you, but like keep it similar. And then maybe not stretch the story out as much. Right. Yeah. This is the first Um, time I'm working through the story. So I got to find places to trim that up. Um, and then just go straight to the comedy analogy. Cause I do think, I do think that can actually be really funny. Like your mom's like, really mean to you because you're not a funny enough comedian or something i don't know um yeah i i am i understand you just got back from the therapy office so you're just 
also working out emotions <laughs> but I, I like the story so I would cut I, I would cut out the first part I think just the part where where you're like okay so my mom um came to one of my meets and I sucked but then the, the next two meets I got two gold medals and I and she was like oh well it's not three gold medals right and then uh when you talk about I really like how you made, turned it into like don't berate me for, for trying to be a com- comedian and you can just tell her like yeah mom like I didn't get paid but I got two beers and she's like well it's not three beers oh that's funny oh, yeah. that's because then I mean you know beers is not still not getting paid but she's still berating you <laughs> about not getting three beers and then you know the panhandling th- uh part where you you see a, a the way I pictured it was you were saying that you saw a mom with two kids, right? And I thought you were going to go the route of like um, the kids were like selling drugs and the mom was super encouraging and you're like, God, if only I was selling drugs, maybe my mom would be more encouraging or, you know, like how the grass is always greener. Oh, tie it back, yeah. Kind of like uh, cut it greener, back. Greener, but I'm... Sh- yeah, like the kids like, I only sold two. She's like, well, at least it's not one, you know? <laughs> like, anyway. Nice, it's I good. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Good yeah. stories. Yeah, just my, my general feedback, which I often hear from my friend and Bay Area comedian, Ginny Hogan, is uh, <laughs> is to, so on the last one, on the coffee one, mm-hmm. just like identify the laugh lines, like the tags or whatever you want to call them, and then just try to cut as much of the stuff that is just backstory, because there's a lot of there's a lot of setup for it. Yeah. And and you do a good job of setting like the scene or whatever, but... um. But in the in the spirit of having like a four minute set instead of like a fifteen minute set, oh yeah, you could probably just identify things like uh, I remember one was like I don't have any meat on me because I'm anorexic, uh, like that's one, and then like there were a couple other ones in there, and yeah. you could probably just get away with like saying like half of the backstory and like keeping those in there, and then like the whole thing is probably like half as long. Yeah, and, and the reason there's so much stories is I'm always working on that hour special that I'm yeah. Yeah. obviously yeah. obviously yeah. you know, you're, and you're that's why your hour soon. That, that's why everyone calls me a storyteller. It's 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 my jokes are just really long. So anyway, well, thank you for all the feedback. Hooray, Arden! Listen to him on the Night Space Wednesdays from ten to midnight. Yay! Hey, Tr- uh, before you leave, Priyanka, and up front, there's posters. If you guys want to take a Mutiny Radio poster, you can put it at work. If you live in a place where you can put it on the window in your house, just unwrap one. If you can take a poster, please take a poster. I've been trying to put posters everywhere, but I'm just one person, and anywhere... Uh, at your work or the coffee shop you go to or your window if you're on the bottom floor or the second floor of anywhere please 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 take a poster if you can if you have anywhere to put it make me so happy your last comedian of the evening uh she's a very funny lady she grinds harder than most of the comedians around in this city and you guys are gonna love guys. her right now put your hands together for jenny hogan no so I've been having sex recently, which is like new and exciting for me. Um, and I am encountering this issue where uh, a lot of the things I say about sex in my stand-up that people don't think are true are like becoming more obviously true. Um, I uh, let me tell you a joke, and then I'll tell you the thing, way I'm thinking about tagging it via like it being a true experience. So I have this joke where I say um, I don't watch porn. But, like, I know what happens. You know, like, I understand the plot. Um, and people want to know, like, wow, if you don't watch porn, like, what do you masturbate to? Uh, no one's ever asked me that question. But I'll tell you guys. I sometimes will be, like, stalking a guy's Facebook and, like, stalk him all the way back to, like, his prom pictures. And then I'll get, like, very turned on. 
like imagining a guy doing that to my Facebook. That's the original joke. And then I was talking to someone who was telling me that he had Facebook stalked me before meeting me, and I was definitely like, it's like, what did you find? And like, <laughs> like very, very turned on. I'm <laughs> like, how many, like, how, what year did you get to? Are you in like 2014? Like, did you see my pictures from college? And he was very taken aback because he was like, that joke is true. Um, I don't know how to add that as a tag. I had another strange situation where he asked what the weirdest thing I'd done during sex was, and I was like, probably, like, eating. <laughs> and he was like, that joke is true? Um, so I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I want to work this in, but I think it could be now that, you know, just because I'm not a regular sex haver, I want to kind of incorporate some of this stuff in. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I, I like giving, I'll just do some regular new material. Um, I like giving blowjobs because I hate, conversation um i think it's really i think it's really nice though that guys are nice enough to not try to talk to you while they have their dick in your mouth and i can't say the same thing about dentists as Florentino was mentioning like they put their hands in your mouth and then do try to make conversation i appreciate that guys don't do that with their penises but at the same time um i my dentist currently has like an ipad above the chair so i can watch netflix and I think if guys want to keep getting blowjobs, they're going to have to keep up with that kind of amenities, you know? Um, I want to be able to watch Degrassi next class while I'm doing... I did... My last week at my job, I, <laughs> I was getting really bored, and I was watching the new Degrassi, the one on Netflix, which I think might be, like, the biggest fuck you you can give any employer. Like, not only am I watching television, but I've chosen... The worst show. I've chosen a Netflix remake of an already terrible show targeted towards 12-year-olds. I was pretty into it, I'll be honest. Like, the plot, uh, one of the girls has cystic fibrosis and vomits blood all the time. Can't tell you guys how good it is. Uh, uh, I'll only do some political jokes, because that's really my style. Um, Donald Trump is, uh, people say he's taking an improvised approach to governing. And I'm like, I disagree. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen improv, but it's not funny. <laughs> Boom. He, uh, he's changed his stance on whether or not presidents should be allowed to play golf. Uh, yeah, he, he used to shit on Obama for playing golf. He's now decided it's fine if the president plays golf. But you have to hit the golf ball especially hard if it was manufactured in a Muslim country. <laughs> That's the policy. Um, Baron Trump, who's... Uh, Trump's 10-year-old son, it's really expensive to keep him protected because he's living, like, in New York, and so they have to have the Secret Service there. I don't think they need to worry about it, though. Like, no protection is how a 70-year-old ends up with a 10-year-old in the first place. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, guys. Jenny Hogan, everyone! Shots loaded and fired against Trump. The uh, the the golf ball joke, uh, I think it totally works, but I I think it might land harder if you said made in China because he does have this big anti-China stance anyways already, and I think people just inherently know more stuff is manufactured in China. And you could actually look it up. I bet there's Dunlop, or I bet one of the actual golf balls is probably manufactured in China. So you could do a little work and see which one is. Um, Titleist, Entitleist. You could make up a new a new golf ball called Entitleist. Instead of Titleist, and that's what's made in China. And you can hit it a lot farther because it, it has the souls of 14 dead babies in it. 
I, I like the dentist boyfriend bit. Um, I think you can keep going with it, add more stuff to it. Like um, you're getting tired of all the old magazine, your boyfriend's lobby waiting room, yeah. right? Like, you know, I'm tired of reading yeah, sticky yeah. playboys and whatever. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. Uh, never mind. I was gonna say, yeah, like if you had some like, the whole like dentist office thing, you know how there's assistants and there's like so accommodating and, um, but yeah, and if, maybe if they like squirt water, like every now and then you get thirsty. So, yeah. uh, also the, in the beginning, I was trying to remember what I wanted to say. You, were, I wasn't quite following what you were saying. So you were saying that like you started dating and that it didn't it made your jokes unbelievable. No, I think it's that I want to, some of the sex jokes that seem unbelievable are actually somewhat based on truth, and so I just want to, I don't think I should do it with too many of them, because it'll get really boring, but like with one or two, maybe have a story of someone discovering that I was actually like kind of serious about the stuff that doesn't seem true. That's oh, right. Oh, so that stuff really didn't happen to you, but you, you're telling the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, oh. like, when, like it, it doesn't sound that true in my stand-up routine, and you would think that it's just me saying it, because I think it's funny. And then it ends up being, it's like like how I, like the idea of me masturbating to someone stalking my Facebook. Like, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. That doesn't sound like very true, but like maybe it's like a funny idea or feels like an exaggeration on the reality, and then someone realizes that it's like kind of close to reality. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's confusing. I, think I, it's yeah. to work out I was like thinking it. about the part where you talk about uh, eating during sex, and yeah. he's like, that's true. And you could yes. be, you could explain it like, it's not me crying into the pillow. I've got mm. a candy bar hidden in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I thought your set was uh, just generally unfunny and pretty self-indulgent, actually. And I think you should actually... I think you should actually stop doing comedy and start working at your job that you were working at before. Uh, so I'm meaning to catch up on Degrassi. So. so if you're talking about how your <laughs> unbelievable uh, your unbelievable jokes are in your comedy, but it might be like, too meta, and it could be that the audience actually does think these things it, are true. Yeah, because like, I, I got confused. But maybe have one thing where he says like, "Well, do you have parents?" You're like, "No, that's total lie." Like, oh, okay, like are like, you yeah, left? Then have something that's really believable, and then yeah. you say like, "No, that's not yeah, true." Like, obviously, Come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you could also uh, pull it up with a Fuller House for the Degrassi remake, just okay. because that's another like really shitty show. Yeah. That uh, and I, I just thought you might like to know that I'm currently <laughs> telling my cousin uh, that I'm not dating you because she sent me the picture you posted of me on Facebook. How does and, it make it look like oh, because of Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, yeah. And she said, "Are you dating this person?" And I said, "No." And she said, "Yeah, be, be, right." Tell your so, cousin you didn't get that lucky. You know? um, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Uh. All right, thank you. <laughs> Degrassi for life, everybody. Jenny Hogan! Degrassi Junior High. I watched the first Degrassi in the 80s, uh, back when Snake was just a regular high school student. Now he's a teacher, and that's dumb. Thank you guys so much for being here on the Joke Workshop tonight. This was really effective and wonderful. I think it was helpful for all involved. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I have a, a new joke that I'm working about Syrian refugees and why you won't have them on your sofa. But that's, I'm just not even going to work it out tonight. I'm still conceptualizing. Thank you guys for all being here. Uh, remember that there are five open mics a week now at Mutiny Radio, Tuesday 8 to 10, Wednesday 8 to 10. Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 4 to 6. Also, you were here at the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Keep listening to Mutiny Radio and buy your tickets now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th. Yay! Goodbye!
cuff a thief, a cuff a top. Never wipe a bitch, and I know she doing dicks and shawty got that. What she really wanna know? But no, she a side, and I never cuff a bitch. I never cuff her on the block. Always asking all for my money, tryna get all my hundreds and fifties. Get my twenties, no shoes in me. Wanna see? I know I got my money, and I always get bands on me. I know she love me, and I know she love me. She say I got money, and that's why she fucking with me. I know she love me, and she tell me that. And I tell her, nah, nah, what you really wanna know? And she know I got a car, and she know I got a Lambo, and I'm riding in my Ford, and I get Billy, then I go. I'm hopping on the E-way. Alex, hey, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical, free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? 
Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live, streaming, and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, what a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstraußlaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com That's 4AltaCalifornia.com For a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, you. Who, me? Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No. I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Oh, once again, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, one and all. How exciting for me and you and all them listeners out in the cyberspace. We got some good comedy coming up. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really great. It's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be top notch wonderful goodness uh but before that happens uh, as you know i have to play some music uh, i'm thinking some black moth super rainbow black moth super